This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USDA announces deal to lift China beef ban. Corn growers make their case for NAFTA. And Purdue names head of rural development agencies. U.S. negotiators spent last week in Beijing working to nail down the final details of an agreement that would allow the U.S. to export beef to China after being shut out of that growing market for 13 years. The trip was successful. Yesterday, USDA officially confirmed crucial details of the finalized deal that were previously reported in AgriPulse. In the announcement, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said today is a great day for the United States and in particular for our cattle producers who will be regaining access to an enormous market with an ever-expanding middle class. I have no doubt that as soon as the Chinese people get a taste of American beef, they'll want more of it. Much of the U.S. beef they'll be tasting likely won't come from the same parts of the cow that most Americans get their steaks and roasts from, though. U.S. beef industry officials say they are excited to begin selling cuts like tongue, kidney, and tendon that, while popular in China, are mostly unwanted in the U.S. Corn growers make their case for NAFTA. As the Trump administration prepares to begin renegotiating the North American Free Trade Agreement between the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, corn farmers are reminding the government that the 23-year-old pack continues to be immensely important to them. Trump administration officials have pledged to try to protect the export advantages that farmers gained under NAFTA. The U.S. agriculture community remains nervous over unforeseen consequences of opening up the trade deal. In a submission to the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative, the National Corn Growers Association said, prior to NAFTA, Mexico maintained strict control of corn imports via licensing requirement and subsidies to domestic producers. NAFTA removed all tariffs and quota restrictions on U.S. corn and corn products moving into Mexico and Canada. To make its argument, the National Corn Growers pointed out that the U.S. shipped about 2 million tons of corn valued at $236 million to Mexico in the years before NAFTA was implemented. That surged to 14 million tons valued at $2.68 billion in the 2015-16 market a year. Farm groups push back on heritage. Farm Policy Facts, a public outreach effort of several farm groups, is releasing a report today challenging a leading conservative think tank's effort to dismantle federal farm programs. The report, authored by an international trade attorney, says that ending farm income supports and U.S. tariffs, as Heritage Foundation has proposed, would leave the United States without any leverage in trade negotiations. Such actions would devastate the U.S. farm economy and greatly diminish any practical leverage the United States would have to secure reforms from its trading partners at the negotiating table, according to John Gilliland, a former congressional staffer who is now with the law firm Aiken, Gump, Strauss, Hauer, and Feld. Gilliland also warns that eliminating farm policy would destroy political support among farmers for membership in the World Trade Organization. He also argued that subsidies and supply management policies in China and elsewhere have put U.S. farmers at a disadvantage. In the meantime, U.S. farm subsidies are well within the limits that have been set by the World Trade Organization. Purdue names head of rural development agencies. 
Ag Secretary Purdue announced yesterday that Ann Hazlett, the chief counsel for the Republicans on the Senate Agriculture Committee, will be in charge of the three rural development agencies. While the appointment itself isn't controversial, the new position that Hazlett will be taking is. The Trump administration has proposed doing away with the rural development undersecretary position in Purdue's subcabinet and instead creating a new assistant to the secretary title. The change comes as part of Purdue's plan to reorganize the USDA and create a new undersecretary position solely for agriculture trade, a mandate Congress included in the 2014 Farm Bill. Some lawmakers and agriculture groups continue to argue that eliminating the rural development undersecretary position takes prestige away from the sector. But Purdue says the change will benefit the Rural Utilities Service, the Rural Business Service, and the Rural Housing Service. The new assistant to the secretary will have direct access to the secretary, he said. While this addition to the USDA Rural Development Rural America will have a seat at the main table and have walk-in privileges with the secretary on day one, Purdue said. Well, the National Farmers Union, uh, together with hundreds of other groups, sent a letter to leaders on Capitol Hill to sharply criticize the USDA reorganization as well as proposed budget cuts. National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson said the administration's proposals do not set well with family farmers and rural residents who benefit tremendously from the work of the USDA rural development. While we appreciate Secretary Purdue's heightened interest in rural economic development, President Trump's proposed budget does not align with this interest. In fact, the budget proposal and proposed USDA reorganization bring the long-term viability of USDA rural development into question. EPA chief backs withdrawal from Paris Agreement. At the G7 Bologna Environment Minister's meeting yesterday, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt announced his support to withdraw from the Paris Agreement. Pruitt said, reset the conversation about climate change reflective of the new priorities of the Trump administration and the expectations of the American people, according to an EPA release. While the U.S. did not join the climate change section of the G7 communique, it did find common ground on sections discussing resource efficiency, marine litter, and environmental policies and jobs. Pruitt said today's action of reaching consensus makes clear that the Paris Agreement is not the only mechanism by which environmental stewardship can be demonstrated. Here's today's He Said It. While we are bragging about international travel, I just got back from Mississippi, and they like you there. That the word of Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, as he told President Trump during a cabinet meeting yesterday, as reported by the White House pool. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.